book think like a monk train your mind for peace and purpose every day summary a book written by jay shetty there are the four varnas help you in this book and they are the guide the leader the creator and the maker let me know in which category do you fall i found that i am more of a guide first let me give the introduction of this book to you why should we think like a monk if you wanted to know how to dominate the basketball court you might turn to michael jordan if you wanted to innovate you might investigate elon musk you might study pionse to learn how to perform if you want to train your mind to find peace calm and purpose monks are the experts monks can withstand temptations reframe from criticizing deal with pain and anxiety quiet the ego and build lives that dream with purpose and meaning why shouldn't we learn from the calmest happiest most purposeful people on earth becoming a monk is a mindset that anyone can adopt in this book one of the author's goals is to help you connect with timeless wisdom along with other ancient teachings that were the basis of his education as a monk and that have significant relevance to the challenges we all face today the goal of monk thinking is a life free of ego envy lust anxiety anger bitterness and baggage to jayshetty adopting the monk mindset isn't just possible it's necessary we have no other choice we need to find calm stillness and peace this book barely contains three parts part 1 is let go think like a monk chapter 1 is identity i am what i think i am often our identity has so many layers that we lose sight of the real us if we ever knew who or what that was in the first place when you try to live your most authentic life some of your relationships will be put in jeopardy losing them is a risk worth bearing finding a way to keep them in your life is a challenge worth taking on jayshetty relates numerous reactions when he shared his intentions to become a monk the truth is our families our friends society media we are surrounded by images and voices telling us who we should be and what we should do now the question arises that how to build a meaningful life the only way to build a meaningful life is to filter out that noise and look within this is the first step to building your monk mind we will start this journey the way monks do by clearing away distractions 
first we will look at the external forces that shape us and distract us from our values then we will take stock of the values that currently shape our lives and reflect on whether they are in line with who we want to be and how we want to live first thing come in it is values values are really practical they are kind of ethical gps we can use to navigate through life if you know your values you have directions that point you toward the people and actions and habits that are best for you values make it easier for you to surround yourself with the right people make tough career choices use time more wisely and focus your attention where it matters without them we are swept away by distractions our values are influenced by whatever absorb our minds second point coming in is create space for reflection jcity shares three ways so that you can create space for reflection first is on a daily basis sit down to reflect on how the day went and what emotions you are feeling second is once a month you can approximate the change by going some place you have never been before to explore yourself in a different environment finally get involved in something that's meaningful to you a hobby a charity a political cause next one is audit your life how do you spend time no matter what you think your values are your actions tell the real story what we do with our spare time shows what we value conversely like time you can look at the money you spend to see the values by which you live jcity suggest you trying these first one is past values reflect on the three best and three worst choices you have ever made why did you make them why have you learned how would you have done it differently second one is value driven decisions for the next week whenever you spend money on a no necessity or make a plan for how you will spend your free time pause and think what is the value behind this choice it only takes a second a flash of consideration ideally this momentary pause becomes instinctive so that you are making conscious choices about what matters to you and how much energy you devote to it third one is companion audit over the course of a week make a list of the people with whom you spend the most time list the values that you share next to each person are you giving the most time to the people who align most closely with your values now let's move to the second chapter that is negativity the evil king goes hungry nobody wakes up and thinks how can i be mean to or about other people today or how can i make myself feel better 
बाय मेकिंग अदर फील वर्स टुडे यशेटी आइडेंटिफाइज थ्री कोर नीड्स विच आर पीस लव एंड अंडरस्टैंडिंग नेगेटिविटी ओफर स्प्रिंग्स फ्रॉम अ थ्रेट टू वन ऑफ द थ्री नीड्स अ फियर दैट बैड थिंग्स आर गोइंग टू हैपन इज लॉस ऑफ पीस and a fear of not being loved loss of love or a fear of being disrespected loss of understanding from these fears stem all sorts of other emotions feeling overwhelmed insecure hurt competitive needy and so on these negative feelings spring out of us as complaints comparisons and criticisms and other negative behaviors negativity is contagious let's see how it is the more negativity that surrounds us the more negative we become studies show that negativity can increase aggression toward random uninvolved people and that the more negative your attitude the more likely you are to have a negative attitude in the future types of negative people they are the complainers cancelers casualties critics commanders competitors and controllers you can reverse external negativity you do so by becoming an objective observer instead of reacting compulsively and retaliating we could enjoy our freedom as human beings and refuse to be upset second by the 25 by 75 principle for every negative person in your life have three uplifting people i try to surround myself with people who are better than i am in some way much happier more spiritual third one is allocate time another way to reduce negativity if you can't remove it is to regulate how much time you allow a person to occupy based on their energy you can also reverse internal negativity first one by sport stop swap to purify our thoughts monks talk about the process of awareness addressing and amending the author likes to remember this as sport stop and swap first we become aware of a feeling or issue we sport it then we pause to address what the feeling is and where it comes from we stop to consider it and last we amend our behavior we swap in a new way of processing the moment sport stop swap second one is peace of mind you achieve peace of mind by practicing forgiveness jashti highlights different levels of forgiveness we often apply in our lives like zero forgiveness conditional forgiveness transformational forgiveness and unconditional forgiveness giving and receiving forgiveness both have health benefits when we make forgiveness a regular part of our spiritual practice we start to notice all of our relationships blooming we are no longer holding grudges 
चैप्टर थ्री ऑफ द बुक इज फियर वेलकम टू होटल अर्थ वी हैव सो मच टू ओफर द वर्ल्ड बट फियर एंड एंगजाइटी डिसकनेक्ट अस फ्रॉम आवर एबिलिटीज इन हिज कमेंसमेंट स्पीच एट येल यूनिवर्सिटी टॉम हैंग्स हाईलाइटेड हाउ फियर विल गेट द वर्स्ट ऑफ द बेस्ट ऑफ अस फर्स्ट वन इज द स्ट्रेस रेस्पॉन्स when you deal with fear and hardship you realize that you are capable of dealing with fear and hardship this gives you a new perspective the confidence that when bad things happen you will find ways to handle them with that increase objectivity you become better able to differentiate what's actually worth being afraid of and what's not second one is the cause of fear attachment the cause of fear detachment when you meet someone who gives off a negative vibe you feel it but you don't think that vibe is you it's the same with our emotions they are something we are feeling but they are not us try shifting from i am angry to i feel angry i feel sad i feel afraid a simple change but a profound one because it puts our emotions in their rightful place having this perspective calms down our initial reactions and gives us the space to examine our fear and the situation around it without judgment third one is useful and hurtful fear just it is teachers make a distinction between useful and hurtful fear a useful fear alerts us to a situation we can change fearing that our parents will die is a hurtful fear because we can't change the truth of the matter we transform hurtful fears into useful fears by focusing on what we can control the roman stoic philosopher seneca observed that Our fears are more numerous than our dangers and we suffer more in our imagination than reality. Chapter 4 of the book is about intention blinded by the gold. Here first we will discuss about the four motivations. In his book Jayshetty mentions four fundamental motivations. First one is fear Thakura describes this as being driven by sickness poverty fear of hell or fear of death Second one is desire seeking personal gratification through success wealth and pleasure Third one is duty motivated by gratitude responsibility and the desire to do the right thing Fourth one is love compared by care for others and the urge to help them these four motivations drive everything we do we make choices for example because we are scared of losing our job wanting to win the admiration of our friends hoping to fulfill our parents expectations or wanting to help others live a better life fear can be a powerful motivator but it's not sustainable 
the wild adder fear desire beauty and love are the roots of all intentions as we talk about intention jsat highlights that he doesn't believe in wishful manifesting the idea that if you simply believe something will happen it will as he says we can't sit around with true intentions expecting that what we want will fall into our laps nor can we expect someone to find us discover how amazing we are and hand us our place in the world nobody is going to create our lives for us next is role models the best way to research the work required to fulfill your intention is to look for role models if you want to be a rich study without stalking what the rich people you admire are being and doing read books about how they got where they are focus especially on what they did at your stage in order to get where they are now now let's move to the part 2 of the book that is grow in this chapter 5 is about purpose when your natural talents and passions that is your varna connect with what the universe needs seva and becomes your purpose you are living in your dharma when you spend your time and energy living in your dharma you have the satisfaction of using your best abilities and doing something that matters to the world living in your dharma is a certain route to fulfillment this is the magic formula for dharma passion plus expertise plus useful equals to dharma here the first thing the writer focus is about everything you are there are two lies some of us hear when we are growing up the first is you will never amount to anything the second is you can be anything you want to be the truth is you can't be anything you want but you can be everything you are the bhagavad gita says that it's better to do once own dharma imperfectly than to do another's perfectly or as steve jobs put it in his 2005 stanford commencement address your time is limited so don't waste it living someone else's lives second thing is discuss about align with your passion in order to unveil our dharma we have to identify our passions the activities we both love and are naturally inclined to do well it's clear to anyone who looks at the quadrants of potential that we should be spending as much time as possible at the upper right in quadrant 2 doing things that we are both good at and love let's have a look on quadrants of potential first one is skill but no passion second is skill and passion third one is no skill and no passion fourth one is no skill but passion now the question arises 
हाउ कैन वी मूव मोर ऑफ अवर टाइम एंड एनर्जी टूवर्ड सेक्शन टू दैट इज डूइंग थिंग्स वी आर गुड एट एंड लव जैसे देन टॉक्स अबाउट वर्नाज द भगवद गीता कंटेप्लेट्स धर्मा बाई डिवाइडिंग अस इन टू फोर पर्सनैलिटी टाइप्स वाट इट कोज वर्नाज देर आर फोर वर्नाज एंड नोइंग योर वर्ना tells you your nature and competence the different personality types are meant to work together in a community like the organs in a body all essential and non superior to the others the varnas the four varnas are the guide the leader the creator and the maker for example creator originally they are merchants or business people today they are marketers sales people entertainer producers entrepreneurs ceos their skills are brainstorming networking and innovating now let's see about makers makers are originally artists musicians creatives and writers today they are social workers therapists doctors nurses coos head of human resources artists musicians engineers coders carpenters cooks their skills are inventing supporting implementing now let's have the look to guides originally and today they are teachers guides gurus coaches and mentors their skills are learning studying sharing knowledge and wisdom leaders originally they are kings or warriors today they are military justice law enforcement and politics their skills are governing inspiring and engaging others the point of the varnas is to help you understand yourself so you can focus on your strongest skills and inclinations chapter 6 is about routine location has energy time has memory here first thing to discuss about is early to rise jaise it is first recommendations is to wake up one hour earlier than you do now the energy and mood of the morning carries through the day so making life more meaningful begins there a morning routine every morning make some time for thankfulness means express gratitude to someone some place or something every day this includes thinking it writing it and sharing it you can see about this in chapter 9 second is insight gain insight through reading the paper or a book or listening to a podcast third one is meditation spend 15 minutes alone breathing visualizing or with sound fourth one is exercise we monks did yoga but you can do some basic stretches or a workout now let's have the look to the evening routine 
your morning is defined by the evening if you want to wake up in the morning with intention you need to start the momentum by stabilizing a healthy restful evening routine and so the attention we have given the mornings begins to expand and define the entire day the emotion you fall asleep with at night is most likely the emotion you will wake up with in the morning locations has energy routines aren't just actions they are also about the locations in which those actions take place there's a reason people study better in libraries and work better in offices each environment from the biggest city to the smallest corner of a room has its own particular energy second thing is to discuss about time has memory when we tailor our locations for specific purpose we are better able to summon the right kind of energy and attention the same is true for time doing something at the same time every day helps us remember to do it commit to it and do it with increasing skill and facility single tasking what is single tasking time and location help us maximize the moment but there is one essential component to being wholly present in that moment that is single tasking studies have found that only 2% of us can multitask effectively most of us are terrible at it especially when one of those tasks requires a lot of focus going all the way routines become easier if you have done something immersively if you want to bring a new skill into your life you recommend that you kick it off with single pointed focus for a short period of time for this people also read atomic habits by james clear if you want to read this book i will provide the link below in the description where you can read this book for free now let's move to the next chapter that is 7 the mind the chaotics the lima here first thing to discuss is about the monkey mind in the hitopadasa an ancient indian text by narayana the mind is compared to a drunken monkey that's been bitten by a scorpion and haunted by a ghost the bhagavad gita states for him who has conquered the mind the mind is the best of friends but for one who has failed to do so his very mind will be the greatest enemy second thing to discuss is about the parent and the child the monkey mind is a child and the monk mind is an adult a child cries when it doesn't get what it wants ignoring what it already has the impulsive desire driven child mind is tempered by the judicious pragmatic adult mind which says that's not good for you or wait until later the parent is the smarter voice if well trained it has self control reasoning power and is a debating champ third thing to discuss is about drive the chariot of the mind 
beyond the parent-child model the monk teachings have another analogy for the competing voices in our heads in the upanishads the working of the mind is compared to a chariot being driven by five horses in this analogy the chariot is the book the horses are the five senses the reins are the mind and the charioteer is the intellect in the untrained state the charioteer the intellect is asleep on the job so the horses the senses have control of the reins that is mind and lead the body wherever they please horses left to their own devices react to what's around them in the trained state however the charioteer tight legged is awake aware and attentive not allowing the horses to lead the way the charioteer uses the reins of the mind to carefully steer the chariot along the correct route next thing to discuss is about invest in the conscious mind if your mind says you can't do this respond by saying to yourself you can do it you have the ability you have the time reframe the build a relationship with that pessimistic child's voice your adult voice will get stronger as you read research apply and test next thing to discuss is nothing owns you only by detaching can we truly gain control of the mind detachment is not that you own nothing but that nothing should own you now let's see how to detach from now on think of austerities as a detachment boot camp there are infinite austerities or challenges you can try giving up tv or your phone sweets or alcohol taking on a physical challenge abstaining from gossip complaining and comparing now let's move to the eighth chapter that is ego catch me if you can when we are humble we are open to learning because we understand how much we don't know it follows that the biggest obstacle to learning is being unknown it all this false self confidence is rooted in the ego the arrogant ego desires respect whereas the humble worker inspires respect you can only keep up the myth of your own importance for so long if you don't break your ego life will break it for you first thing to discuss in this chapter is about humility the ego is two faced one moment it tells us we are great at everything and the next moment it tells us we are the worst either way we are blind to the reality of who we are true humility is seeing what lies between the extremes true humility is one step beyond simply repressing the ego next thing to discuss is the quality of self realization in think like a monk a passage highlights i heard another way of thinking about this from radhanath swami when he was giving 
a talk at the London Temple about the qualities we need for self-realization. He told us to be like salt and point out that we only notice salt when there is too much of it in our food or not enough. Nobody ever says, wow, this meal has the perfect amount of salt. When salt is used in the best way possible, it goes unrecognized. Salt is so humble that when something goes wrong, it takes the blame. And when everything goes right, it doesn't take credit. Next thing that is discussed is build confidence, not ego. Humility allows you to see your own strengths and weakens clearly. So you can work, learn and grow. Confidence and high self-esteem help you accept yourself as you are, humble, imperfect and striving. Let's not confuse an inflated ego with healthy self-esteem. The ego wants everyone to like you. High self-esteem is just fine if they don't. The ego thinks it knows everything. Self-esteem thinks it can learn from anyone. The ego wants to prove itself. Self-esteem wants to express itself. Wants to express itself. Part 3 That is the last part of the book is Give. Chapter 9 is about gratitude, the world's most powerful drug. Gratitude is good for you. First thing to discuss here is that gratitude is good for you. Let's see how it is. Gratitude has been linked to better mental health, self-awareness, better relationships and a sense of fulfillment. People who are grateful reported lower stress levels at the end of the day. Try this. Keep a gratitude journal. Every night, spend 5 minutes writing down things you are grateful for. If you want to conduct your own experiment, spend the week before you start writing down how much sleep you get. The following week, keep a gratitude journal and in the morning, write down how much sleep you got. And notice that is it have any improvement? Now let's see about the everyday gratitude. If gratitude is good for you, then more gratitude must be better for you. So let's talk about how to increase the gratitude in our daily lives. Monks trying to be grateful for everything, all the time. Kindness and gratitude are symbiotic. Kindness and gratitude must be developed together, working in harmony. Kindness is as easy and as hard as this. Genuinely waiting something good for someone else, thinking about what would benefit them and putting effort into giving them that benefit. Next thing to discuss is gratitude through service. Service helps us transform negative emotions like anger, stress, envy and disappointment into gratitude. It does this 
by giving us perspective try this experience gratitude through volunteer work service broadens your perspective and alleviates negative emotions try volunteering it can be once a month or once a week but nothing will better help you develop gratitude more immediately and inspire you to show it next thing to discuss is gratitude after forgiveness if your relationships are complicated accept their complexity try to find forgiveness for their failures and gratitude for their efforts however jcet is absolutely not suggesting that you should feel grateful if someone has done you wrong you don't have to be grateful for everyone in your life chapter 10 is about relationships people watching monks believes different people serve different purposes with each role contributing to our growth in its own way there are the four types of trust first thing that is discussed in this chapter is the four types of trust there are four characteristics we look for in the people we allow into our lives first one is competence the person has the right skills to solve your issues they are an expert or authority in their area second one is care they care about your well-being and what's best for you not your success third is character people with a strong moral compass and uncompromising values fourth one is consistency reliable present and available when you need them use the four types of trust to understand why you are attracted to a person and whether you are likely to connect as a friend a colleague or a romantic partner ask yourself what is my genuine intention for getting involved in this relationship second thing to discuss in this chapter is make your own family in order to find diversity we have to be open to new connections part of growing up at any age is accepting that our families of origin may never be able to give us all that we need it's okay to accept what you do and don't get from the people who raised you and it's okay necessary in fact to protect yourself from those in your family who aren't good for you feeling connected at some level to all of humanity can be positively therapeutic for those whose own families have made their lives difficult now let's see stages of trust trust is earned and there are different stages of trust we ask ourselves can i trust you to be faithful can i trust you to help with housework can i trust you to listen to be there for me first one is neutral trust positive qualities exist that don't merit trust 
सेकेंड इज कॉन्ट्रेक्चुअल ट्रस्ट आई स्क्रेच योर बैक इफ यू स्क्रेच माइंड म्यूचुअल ट्रस्ट हेल्प गोज बोथ वेज यू नो यू विल बी देयर फॉर वन अनदर इन द फ्यूचर प्योर ट्रस्ट नो मैटर वॉट हैपन्स यू विल हैव वन अनदर्स बैक्स next thing to discuss in this chapter is trust is a daily practice trust can be threatened in small and large ways and need to be reinforced and rebuilt on a daily basis build and reinforce trust every day by making and fulfilling promises that is contractual trust giving those you care about sincere compliments and constructive criticism going out for your way to offer support that is mutual trust standing by someone even when they are in a bad place have made a mistake or need help that requires significant time that is pure trust next thing that is discussed is attraction versus connection there are five primary motivations for connection first one is physical attraction you like what they look like you are drawn to their appearance style or presence or you like the idea of being seen with them second is material you like their accomplishments and the power and or the positions this affords them third is intellectual you like how they think you are stimulated by their conversation and ideas fourth one is emotional you connect well they understand your feelings and increase your sense of well-being fifth is spiritual they share your deepest goals and values next thing is discussed about keeping love alive jcity has a couple of recommendations for activities couples can do together find new in the old find new ways to spend time together serve together meditate and chant together and vision together what you both want from the relationship next thing is discussed overcoming heartbreak in every relationship you have the opportunity to set the level of joy you expect and the level of pain you will accept the strategy j recommends to overcome heartbreaks tie directly to monk ideas of the self and how we find our way towards peace and purpose feel very emotion learn from the situation believe in your worth wait before dating again if you have lost yourself in the relationship find yourself in the heartbreak think like a monk last chapter that is 11th is about service plant trees under whose shade you do not plant to sit everyone even those of us who have already dedicated our lives to service can always give more the first thing is discussed in this chapter is the highest purpose The highest purpose is to live in service. Selflessness is the surest route 
to inner peace and a meaningful life selflessness heals the self monks live in service and to think like a monk ultimately means to serve we seek to leave a place clearly than we found it people happier than we found them the world better than we found it my second thing is discussed service is good for the body and soul studies so that when we pursue compassionate goals those aimed at helping others or otherwise helping to make the world a better place we are less likely to have symptoms of anxiety and depression than when we focus on improving or protecting our own status or reputation the act of giving to others activates the pleasure center of our brain it's a win 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 condition this may be why those who help others tend to live longer be healthier and have a better overall sense of well-being the last thing to discuss in this chapter is a direct path to a meaningful life here's the life hack service is always the answer it fixes a bad day it tempers the burdens we bear service helps other people and helps us we don't expect anything in return but what we get is the joy of service it's an exchange of love when you are living in service you don't have time to complain and criticize when you are living in service your fears go away when you are living in service you feel grateful your material attachments diminish service is the direct path to a meaningful life so here's the ends of the summary thanks for listening dear listeners if you like my way of expressing the summary please subscribe to our channel so that we can motivated to bring more and more summaries to you then please hit the like button and if not then dislike it and let me know in the comment section which part you don't like till then take care thank you